Welcome to She Should Know podcast with your hosts, Dr. Sara Hamida and Adama Sara Ahmed. You're sitting with a Muslim female physician and a Muslim female scholar, the co-directors of Empower Health, where we dive deep into all things related to women's wellness, mind, body, and soul from our experiences and expertise. Let's get into it, y'all. These episodes are made possible through your donations. If you like the work we do, please become a sustainer at empowerhealth.org to magnify this work, educating, enabling, and empowering our community. That's E-M-P-O-W-H-E-R-Health.org. Bismillah wa salatu wa salam ala Rasulullah. That was beautiful. B plus, right? Yeah, I'll give it A minus even. Solid. Mashallah. All right. We got Dr. Sara Hamida on the mic. We got Ali Masara Ahmed on the mic. Alhamdulillah. Another day, y'all. So how many episodes in and then it took me until until I did the intro? You know, it was about time. <laughs> is what it is. Listen. And you did great. I don't mind staying in my lane. It's okay. You know what? We are all entitled to be able to send some blessings on the prophet. Peace be upon him. Peace be upon him. Thank you very much. I don't own that. I didn't patent it. No. I didn't copyright that. No. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. All right. You're going to give me some, like, knowledge? Today, you're going to give me the med knowledge? Oh, you know. <laughs> if it comes to me, I'll throw something right. out. I love it. I'll do it with you, though, because you can correct it if it's wrong. Inshallah. <laughs> on the mic, y'all. Alhamdulillah, guys. We've been definitely just perusing, and we've had quite a week. And a topic that kept coming back again and again is very relevant and I think that a lot of listeners especially our sisters probably are gonna get a kick out of this one because I feel like y'all are gonna feel me on this one straight up though I will say I I got hit up by a by a brother friend of mine this Mm. week Mm. about this exact issue interesting yeah and this is why we can't just limit this to our sisters true we're talking about finding a spouse in the new generation, y'all. Yeah. Like, okay. cue the eye roll. Truly. And it's so sad to say that that is the case, but I truly believe that something over the last maybe 10 years, maybe not even 10 years, has just changed in the arc of finding a spouse. Yeah. And what that process looks like. Yes. And there are some things that come to the top of my head as to what's happening here. Okay. But I'm going to let you open with what do you think is shifting that's creating this new paradigm, this new, uh, I guess, set of challenges, um, if you want to call them that. What's happening? You know, for me, if oh, man, it, there's so many, there are so many contributing factors and mm. each of them are actually pretty substantial. If I had to choose like a top two to three, I think what one of the one of the issues that comes right up to the top is um, gender dynamics. Mm. I think that um, we are seeing the battle of new new age feminism mm. bumping up against the fight for traditional gender roles and 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 i'm not an advocate an advocate for either to be really quite honest i right. feel like that's up to you as an individual i i'm pro whatever works for you you better know yourself sure 
And I think that you kind of hit something that is nail on the head for me too, because we are also facing this. I think that many, 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 many people who are developing apps and trying to figure out an algorithm, if you will, to figure out compatibility and the the market that there is out there with all of these apps and websites that you can put in your information to find the spouse, all this good. And they're marketing, you know, and they're they're pulling at those things. It's wild to me because while that is perhaps helpful because there are definitely success stories with that. The caveat here is that what you just said is very true. At the end of the day, there is no one formula that is going to just be the the answer key to what I need to look for and find and just have that blueprint and that spouse is going to be perfect. And you can't really represent that. Mm. It's a mindset. SubhanAllah. And it's a it's it, it's more than a mindset. It's like it's cultural norms, mm. it's a vision for your family. And how do you represent that in an app? Correct. You know, you can't, you cannot filter for um, what type of values do you expect or roles that you hope to play. And um, there's a lot of gray in between. It is a very, very uh, blurry spectrum from Uh, one, one extreme to the other. And I also put out here that like, it's already awkward enough on a resume to talk about like, these are my top best qualities. Like, and then say there's somebody who knows you really well and they're like, I don't know. I don't know about that. And it, because I think we we look our perspective on ourselves may even be different than what we may truly represent based to based on the relationship dynamics we have in our life. Yeah. And I will also say this. Alhamdulillah. Um a decade in to to marriage now. Um you're you, there's a Masha lot of things. Alhamdulillah. May Allah SWT just continue to bless protect us. Protect it. And put baraka in it. I mean, girl. I mean. Um I will say that there are many, many things that I have only discovered about myself because of my relationship dynamic with my spouse. There are so many times I say this to a lot of people now. The spouse brings out qualities in you that you never knew you may have had under that surface. Hit the nail on the head with that. Okay. Hit the nail on the head with that. Because, for example... Um, you know, I'm, I'm very open about the fact that I was previously married. Um, in my prior relationship, I had a spouse that was, um, not particularly, um, you know, there was a very interesting dynamic there. Like he was just not particularly present with me. And I, I made a lot of the shots. I called a lot of the shots and it Mm. kind of put me in a very, what, what others would call a very masculine energy. Mm. And in reality, that's not the vibe I really want to to take. I am a quote unquote strong woman. You know, I have, I, I'm opinionated. Mm-hmm. I get things done. But in the context of like my home and my future marriage, inshallah, like I certainly don't want to be the quote unquote masculine energy. Yeah. I don't want to be running things. Yeah. And, and, and also it's like looking into like the mirror that you were avoiding you know like yeah. this is certain things that even just about yourself like you're talking about like qualities and traits that become accentuated and they just develop because due to the 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 dynamic right, right. And i had to kind of right. step into this role because of what you brought to the table yes. and what i brought i'm talking about just like stuff that i feel like they see the ugliest parts of us oh they have to you know what i mean they're naturally at some point this is somebody you're living with it's not even a roommate like there are levels of intimacy here that are just raw and just emotionally insecure, all that so stuff. Heard. Yeah. Cause that's your life partner. You're yeah. actually trying to build a life together. Right. That's huge. Correct. 
And that's why I'm like, man, that first year, you get through that first year, I think you're pretty solid. Like if you can figure out the big things in that, because that first year is like learning. Yeah. Or learning, hey, how does this work, this dynamic? But like to get there. Yeah. These days, like just to get to find the person that you're like, okay, sign me up for that first really hard year. So this is the question I have. If there are truly things that you're only going to learn about yourself after you get married. Yeah. And you can't really plan for that. I don't think you can. No. There's only so many things that become foundations when looking for a spouse that are then qualities. I would say qualities that if you're if you're if you have those, they will be the tools that will guide all the the unknowns and how you're going to definitely have your arguments. You're going to have disagreements. You're going to have um, different, you know, uh, understandings of things that come come along the way. But you can't just put on the resume like I'm compassionate. I'm I'm this. You know what I mean? Like those are just things you're saying about yourself. But what do you what are the true things that you find when you're finding that dynamic that will make for a successful, I guess, you know what I mean? Endeavor here. Yeah, this is this is you're asking. So what I actually think you're bringing up mm. is probably my number one two and three most important advice that I feel like I try to give people when it comes to finding a spouse, mm. which is to know yourself. Mm. You're talking about the the inner work of knowing yourself well enough that you can actually describe what you bring to the table in its completeness, not just in a rosy light, but the pros and the cons, the dynamics of that. Um and also it allows you to search for what's going to complement you wow. or or elevate you um, or inspire you. Yeah. You you have to know yourself to know what to look for. Yeah. And I think we live in a society that is so deeply distracted. We have really lost the ability and the strength to spend time with ourselves, wow. to self-examine. And that is a shame because I think that's part of our... Uh, prophetic tradition yeah self-develop like development of self yes um a lot of time being introspective okay. that's what actually what the template and the blueprint of muraqaba which in english is basically comes down to like um contemplation time time to have reflection yeah be quiet with oneself dua time even honestly we do a lot of things in silence we do a lot of things quietly in in our in our practices and those are supposed to be times to be reflective with oneself when we when we talk about even like talking to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in dua, that also is like let me talk about me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, can you my get, challenges? Can you get real about the dark corners in you? Mm -hmm. Because if you can't be aware mm -hmm. of that, mm -hmm. it it makes it more difficult to find the spouse that that's gonna allow you to have a successful marriage. Yeah, you know. Can I put one more thing out there though? Yeah, I got married when I was young for sure. I think that I I think well in hindsight obviously alhamdulillah like um I think we were able to work through a lot of things because I was young but developing in those in those realms um I didn't have a lot of time to like the maturity that it takes to sit with oneself and mm -hmm. even come to the understanding and conclusion that I have things to work on mm -hmm. and then make the effort to make those changes a lot of that happened with my spouse, you know, that right. growth. And there were ugly times because of that, you know, that I had to like, okay, pause. Okay, let me be like, what do I need to do here? What's the self-growth that I need here? Yeah. How did that, you know? 
I think we're always growing. Even with a spouse, we're supposed to continue to grow. No one's going to yeah. be stagnant. I remember listening to a Hidden Brain episode about self-development and, and like, it, it was almost like an existential question of, like, what is the self? And they break it down from um, a mindset. Mm. Like, do you do you think about yourself in the same way? Have you learned in the last 10 years? And they found that the rate of self-exploration and growth continues that as a constant wow. as you age. And when I think we're young, we think that, no, you get to a certain level of self-awareness that happens somewhere in middle life, somewhere in your 40s, and then you kind of plateau yeah. in that continued self-exploration and growth and, and uh, change. Yeah. And in reality, um, when it's been studied yeah. in people in their elder years, they continue to have the same rate of growth, change, exploration as they do when they're younger. It's just about are are you an invest like do you invest in your in your exploration? You're still the same person. Correct. So if that was to be boiled down into a quality that we're looking in, in obviously working on for ourselves, but then looking for in a in a partner, I think it boils down to does that partner have, first of all, the quality or I guess desire for their own growth do they look into oh yeah you know what i mean developing themselves bettering themselves on the yeah. daily do they seek and desire you know change that is gonna elevate them daily or are they so, stagnant yeah i think this is a very very key point because i think there are a lot of women looking for that because there are a lot of women doing that yeah for themselves and, and to be very clear y'all this does not mean, and I think this is where the confusion happens with a lot of the male counterparts will be like, well, that means that I need to be like, it immediately goes to like monetary value. You know what I mean? Like no, I'm growing no, in, no, 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 no. you know what I mean? What am yeah. I growing in? Yeah. I think that's very like it's misunderstood or it can be taken as offensive. Like, oh, you don't think I'm mature enough? You don't think I'm developed? What does that even mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I, I I, would hope that that can kind of be clarified. Like, what women are looking for is not this impossible criterion of, like, you have to be X, Y, and Z in order for you to be material, you know? Well, let's just, like, call it for what it is. When somebody has that type of reaction, that is um, that's a defensive mechanism that comes from, like, a space of insecurity. Mm. And what I think we've done as a society... We have failed young men. Subhanallah. I we have really failed young men. I think that the dearth of highly qualified men, and especially in their upper thirties. Yeah, dude. If you get over the age of thirties and you are looking for a high functioning, non traumatized, uh, practicing Muslim spouse. Huh? Woo! You are looking for a while. A unicorn. Yeah. It should not be a unicorn, but I think it is a reflection of what we have done as a society. We have really failed them. Yeah. In a way that, like, young men felt like they don't know how to be vulnerable. They don't know how to invest in their own self-development. They don't know how to hold space for emotional growth and emotional um, awareness. And so I think this is why we're seeing such a strong push from our Islamic scholars now 
to try to teach that mindset because collectively our young men have not figured out how to do both. Correct. How to be successful financially, academically, professionally, quote unquote, be a man. Correct. Know themselves. Yeah. Be physically attractive. Mm -hmm. Do all the things. And... And on top of this, you want me to read a philosophy book? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it, we have not taught young men how to be dynamic yeah. in the way that we have forced young women to not only be expansive and qualified within domestic realms, but then to also grow into the professional realms of quote unquote men. Sophistication right. from us where we're trying to just make up for almost and just be at the same bar as it, you know, because we measure ourselves by that. But then not to set that same standard. Now we're seeing this mismatching happening. Definitely. You're just not meeting me there now. Definitely. And and subhanAllah, like, again, not to make this sound like this is not overreaching. This is not asking for a lot because even in the Prophet Wasallam's time, he was helping men develop yeah. as men. He was helping men tap into their emotions and talk about how, no, crying is okay. It's a positive emotion. It's mercy from Allah. Loving your daughters, hugging, making time, listening. Develop that. The Prophet was also aware of his appearance. He would make sure that he smelled nice. He would brush in miswak before entering the home. He was well kept. Um, you know, so ha- habits of, of uh, all, all sorts, like well-rounded habits of just taking care of themselves, you know, taking your, care of yourself as a man. Like, what does that look like? Because that is already happening for you before you, you're bringing a spouse into that picture. If that's already there for yourself, you don't have to do that to change for a woman. You know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't have to hold that yeah. over your head. Yeah. And I don't know. I think I hear a lot of frustration coming from sisters that are, you know, in their maybe over the age of 25 they're like closer to 30 and then the 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 percentage of women who just have like a bone to pick it goes way up after the age of 30 yeah so i don't know what exactly that is what do you make of that oh man <clears throat> i also th- I, I think along the same lines of what we're expecting our women to accomplish or where they should be at before considering marriage. Mm-hmm. So you feel like they're pushing out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's great. Alhamdulillah, we're, 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 we're educated. You know what I mean? We're aiming for college degrees and, and uh, you know, career paths. And that's fantastic. That's a big thumbs up. But then I think where we fall short is having this expect, you know, expectancy that, until I'm not at X, Y, and Z place, I can't think about marriage. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. think we really do all of us a disservice when we put that on both men and women, honestly. Because, yeah. honest to God, like, maybe this is important for some and that's a criteria. Fantastic. But as a community, as a whole, if we were supporting younger marriages in a better way, and by that I say, like, subhanAllah, Islamic marriage is very simple. It's very simple to get married. Nikah is simple. Criteria on there, simple to be married, right? And once the compatibility has been found, 
you don't have to have all your ducks in a row in order to have a successful union and start building a life with this person. Yeah. So what does it look like to support a young couple? Well, my question back to you on that from is how do you mentor someone that young Mm. about the level of compatibility that they should be looking for Yeah. when they still don't fully know themselves? No. I think that especially for young people, you definitely need to have people in your corner who know you well enough and they give advice from like a place of sageness and love for knowing like what's what's good for like, you know what I mean? Like they have experience. Yeah. But not like with the cultural twists of like, oh, ethnically, like this is what we have to do. Like they have to have a ground, a grounding. I'm going to say a grounding in faith, honestly, because the Islamic criterion for things are not what it is. Like all, car- all our cultures make it very hard yeah, with the lines they draw on what you're supposed to look for in a spouse and who that person's supposed to be and what um, I'm going to say it like what color they should be, their skin tone even sure. like down to the most ignorant things that they should have islamically you you base compatibility on obviously is there attractiveness here um is there god consciousness here right do we have like a level of faith that we can base this relationship off of um uh, like there's very basic couple of elements here that come to compatibility because that is a concept in islam after that it's like can we figure this out together can we grow together not everybody has that. And the reason I say that is because even yeah. even in the United States now, we've kind of broken up the nuclear family even. Like the, what we're looking at is the, not a lot of support. A lot of people don't have fam- familial support anymore, which is why we want people to build up to the point of like independency yeah. so that they can support a spouse. I mean, I'm thinking about myself. I'm yeah. wondering if I would have been able to maintain a marriage mm-hmm. young mm-hmm. with only those criteria. Mm-hmm. And I think... What's wild is that even even from when I was a young person, I feel like I was aware of having a lot of needs. Mm. Um, and yet, but, but isn't that a? Okay. It wasn't necessarily refined enough. Sure. In my awareness to know what I needed to look for. Sure. I did not have the vocabulary for it. Yeah. You know, it was a different thing for me to be um, post divorce. Yeah. Looking for a spouse and saying, okay, yeah. I need curiosity yeah okay i need self-development yeah i need somebody who is going to hold space for the duality of masculine and feminine energy in both of us yeah um i need somebody who is going to have a spiritual vision Mm. for the family that they are willing to lead Mm. for the both of us Mm because i don't want to drive that car nope um so like those are things that in no way shape or form would i have the ability to um, actualize those thoughts, let alone yeah. communicate them to a potential spouse. Yeah. You know, if I'm like 22, 23. Yeah. I think that's where that mentorship comes in, though. Like, because even for myself, I definitely didn't have that capacity. I, they, these are things that are coming in my 30s, you know? Like, yeah. Um, however, Alhamdulillah, in my case, it was my father. Like, he had a good head on his shoulders and knew what qualities as a man to yeah. look for in a man to be a good, c- compatible, like, spouse but also like characteristics was a big one for him because he's like looks all that good stuff okay that's great but qualities they will last forever right how this person is going to treat you and how they're going to allow you to develop and how you're going to grow together like that stuff is important so there were like key things that were looked for in that 
And I think I leaned on him for that because yeah. I I trusted him in that. You know what I mean? I trusted him in that regard in in his judgment of yeah. this individual, and that gave me the peace of mind to then do my istikhara and then proceed from there. Yeah. Um. So I think that you make an important point. If there is a young couple trying to get married, make sure you have the right mentorship or guidance from from people whose opinions you value and trust, um, who can give you insights for sure into what it takes. One thing that I'm thinking about, like, I'm trying to just think about what are some of the barriers to, like, what's making this so hard today? Right. In today's age. Right. Um, One of the things, of course, is just, like, the massive amount of, like, choice that's oh my God. potentially out there. Wow. Right? So when you're, like, swiping, you have this, like, seemingly endless sea of human beings. It's the thing of, am I settling? Yeah. Is there something better? Yeah, that bigger, better deal. Yeah. Bigger fish in the sea. Yeah. Looking for greener grass. So true. That is such a, like, killjoy. So true. Yeah. So I think that's one super, like, pro and con mm-hmm. when it comes to looking for a spouse. Because you can you can keep looking. And you can keep looking. It's like... <laughs> exactly. You know, you could look till the, the cows come home. And you will be single. And you, and you will be single. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not indicating that anybody should settle. But I do think you have to be... You can't let that itch of what else is out there get away from, like, the beauty of what you have in front of you. Correct. Because even, I mean, come on, we're living in the dunya, y'all. Like, you see, you're looking for something that don't exist. Yeah. Even our iPhones update every year because nobody can be happy with that. <laughs> Everything around us is constantly trying to change yeah. because uh, it's got to be new. It's got to be the hottest thing. Yeah. That's marketing. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. You you find compatibility and you say bismillah. You do your sikhara yeah. and you say bismillah. Bismillah. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to support the She Should Know podcast and the work we do at Empower Health, hit that subscribe button and share this episode with someone else that should know. To catch the latest from us, you can follow us on Instagram at empower underscore health. That's E-M-P-O-W-H-E-R underscore health. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.